0: there, before we get started today, I want to take a moment to say that the episode from last week, Unschooling, I have reloaded that so it is the complete episode. So if you didn't listen to it last week, go back and listen to that if you've never heard it. And also, this is a different episode. It is about de-schooling. So if you're new to homeschooling, I think it's possible that you could start listening to this and think, oh, I listened to this last week. Nope. You didn't. <laughs> this is a brand new episode and I want to encourage you to listen to this episode even if you have been homeschooling for quite a while because I'm going to share some information and knowledge about the history of deschooling that you might not know and we're going to talk a little bit more about Ivan Illich. <laughs> I, I always have a hard time with his name. Anyway, we're going to talk about him a little bit more and his paper slash book deschooling Society. And I want you to consider deschooling even if you've been homeschooling, You know, if you need to. And the reason for that is sometimes we get so focused on the homeschooling, the curriculum aspect of things that we start to have problems with our relationships with our children. And connection should always come first. And de-schooling can give you the opportunity to reconnect with your children. And it might not be something you do right now, but it might be something you plan for. You might need to do it right now, though. So, let's proceed with the episode. Definitely check out the article that goes with this episode. I have a couple of great videos that go with it and a lot of resources that you can dive into if you're interested in deschooling. And of course, there is a link to last week's episode about unschooling because sometimes deschooling leads to unschooling. But even if you're going to do a school at home method of homeschooling, I would encourage you to deschool first. All right, let's get on with this week's episode. Homeschooling isn't just about education. It's about your kids, it's about your family, and it's about a lifestyle. Hi, my name is Jackie, and I'm the founder of Homeschool Think Tank. The Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast is about community, family, education, and life. I believe that these are the things that matter to homeschool families tune in each week and let's talk i'll bring you a message from my heart an expert interview or an interview with the ultimate homeschooling experts homeschool families like yours and remember to check out homeschoolthinktank.com are you ready to geek out with me today previously I did an episode all about unschooling and I have recently updated that. So check it out if you've ever had any questions about unschooling. But that article made me want to do a podcast episode about deschooling. By the way, the unschooling is also available as a podcast episode. And I will have links to that in today's show notes. As always, the show notes are a link that goes to the blog post with this episode. All right, so when I did the episode about unschooling, it made me want to do an episode about deschooling because I learned some more information when I did that episode. So it is often said when a family begins to homeschool that you might want to de-school. So why would you want to de-school your children after they have been to school? And before you even ask the question, why do I want to de-school my kids? You might be wondering, if you're new to homeschooling, what is deschooling? So let's define it for you. Now, I seem to have a real knack for finding words that are not defined in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. So sometimes I come up with my own definition, but I didn't really have to do that this time. What I found was a definition in the online etymology dictionary. And if you aren't familiar with etymology, it is basically studying the history of, a, history of a word and tracing it back to its origin. So according to the online etymology dictionary, deschooling is the act or process of removing the function of education from conventional schools to non-institutional systems of learning. I'll say that again. Deschooling is the act or process of removing the function of education from conventional schools to non-institutional systems of learning. So non-institutional is the key word there. So taking education out of A school and bringing it home would be a great example of de-schooling. Now, in addition to defining the word, the Online Etymology Dictionary also mentioned that the word was coined in 1970, not that long ago really, by Austrian-born U.S. anarchist philosopher Ivan Illich. When I did this episode about de-schooling in the past, I literally had to look up his name. I didn't know who he was, but now I do. And I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. So who is Ivan Illich? In 1970, he wrote a lengthy paper called "Deschooling Society. And this paper talks about institutions. And he uses the school as his prime example. And I'm going to read you a few of the words from this paper. Not a whole lot though. It is very philosophical and it is also available as a book on Amazon. So in the blog post that goes with this episode, I have linked to both the book and the paper for you. So however you prefer to read it. And I hope you do read it because it is Very thought-provoking, but I can tell you it is very deep reading. You are definitely not going to want to read this while the children are up and running around you. It is like, read it after they go to bed. So here are the opening words of the introduction. He says, I owe my interest in public education to Everett Reimer. Until we first met in Puerto Rico in 1958... I had never questioned the value of extending obligatory schooling to all people. Together, we have come to realize that for most men, the right to learn is curtailed by the obligation to attend school. I will read that line again. I gave you a few lines ahead of it so you could get the context a little bit. But here's that line again. Together, we have come to realize that for most men the right to learn is curtailed by the obligation to attend school in other words you don't really have the right to learn when you're attending school right you are being told what to learn so this is all part of this deschooling thing right to bring this home for you a bit when you are deschooling your child You are helping them break free from the mindset that is developed in school so that maybe their mind is free to learn what they want to learn. Okay, so in the first chapter that is entitled, Why We Must Disestablish School, he goes on to say, Many students, especially those who are poor, intuitively know what the schools do for them. They school them to confuse process and substance. Once these become blurred, a new logic is assumed. The more treatment there is, the better are the results, or escalation leads to success. The pupil is thereby schooled to confuse teaching with learning, grade advancement with education, a diploma with competence, and fluency with the ability to say something new. His imagination is schooled to accept service in place of value. So I have a little bit more around that, but again, I'm going to read the highlighted part here. The pupil is thereby schooled to confuse teaching with learning, grade advancement with education, a diploma with competence, and fluency with the ability to say something new. His imagination is schooled to accept service in place of value. I can tell you I was very well schooled. And it has taken me a decade of homeschooling my children to have my eyes opened because the longer my children were out of the public school system, the more clearly I saw and do see how the school system schools you more than they educate you. Sometimes it's hard to share this stuff. Because you just know you're going to tick somebody off (laughs) and the haters might come knocking at the door. All right, but this is something I have tried so hard to convey through this podcast is that there is such a difference between school and education and learning. Yes, education can happen in school. Yes, learning can happen in school, but no, you do not need to go to school to be well-educated or to learn. And you also learn many other things in school that, well, I learned those lessons quite well as a child. And I did not necessarily want my children to learn those lessons so well. (laughs) And again, if you've never read the book, Dumbing Us Down by John Taylor Gatto, I strongly recommend it. And there is a link in the show notes that goes to a bunch of other books that I recommend and you can get it there. And I always appreciate it when you use the links we provide because I'm an affiliate for different programs and different things. And that means that Homeschool Think Tank gets a kickback when you use the links that we provide. So thank you if you use those links. All right, I'll read just a little bit more here. And I think I'm just going to focus on the parts I've highlighted. Rich and poor alike depend on schools and hospitals which guide their lives, form their worldview, and define for them what is legitimate and what is not. Both view doctoring oneself as irresponsible, learning on one's own as unreliable, and community organization when not paid for by those in authority as a form of aggression or subversion. For both groups the reliance on institutional treatment renders independent accomplishment suspect. So, He's saying schools guide their lives, form their worldview, and define for them what is legitimate and what is not. This is so much of what I think is so important about homeschooling is it allows your mind the freedom to think. And yes, for you as a parent as well, for me as a parent, but for my children as well, instead of having their worldview formed by the public education system, as a parent, we can help form that and question all that is around us. I always believe that questioning things is so important. That is the cornerstone of thinking, is questioning, just questioning anything. All right, so one more highlight from Deschooling Society. And I always back it up a sentence and then lead into the highlighted part. That way you have context. But in both places, the mere existence of school discourages and disables the poor from taking control of their own learning. All over the world, the school has an anti-educational effect on society. School is recognized as the institution which specializes in education. The failures of school are taken by most people as a proof that education is a very costly, very complex, always arcane, and frequently almost impossible task. School appropriates the money, men, and goodwill available for education and, in addition, discourages other institutions from assuming educational tasks. Work, leisure, politics, city living, and even family life depend on schools for the habits and knowledge they presuppose, instead of becoming themselves the means of education. I really picked up on a couple of things here. So one part was, all over the world, the school has an anti-educational effect on society. School is recognized as the institution which specializes in education. So it's like the school's taking care of it. We don't need to worry about it. I'm so thrilled that so many more parents are homeschooling their children. But with this comes new problems, right? I don't know if you've heard, they have outlawed homeschooling in France. The parents in France have one year (laughs) to get their kids in school So if you live in France, and I have quite a few listeners who live in France, I am so sorry to hear this for you. And hopefully something can be done about it. But this is so much of why I share this podcast is to just try to help share knowledge about homeschooling. And you know, they want your kids in school, they don't want you to have them at home and when just a few people are doing it it's not such a big deal but now that so many parents are wanting to homeschool it's becoming a huge deal right okay so the other part here is that struck me in that is even family life depends on schools for the habits and knowledge they presuppose instead of becoming themselves the means of education so when you're homeschooling your children you are becoming their means of education and you're not relying on the public education system all right I recommend that you read "Deschooling society and while there are definitely some parts where he's you know in the quotes you heard where it talks about the poor really so much of this can be related to all people You know, I'll go back to the part where he says that. But in both places, the mere existence of school disables the poor from taking control of their own learning. I think that happens in all classes. People aren't taking control of their own learning because they're relying on the public education system. On our website, you can book a coaching call, join our community, or use our advanced podcast search engine. When you type in a name, word, or phrase, our advanced podcast search engine will bring you right to the moment you are looking for. While you're there, be sure to check out our curated collection of educational podcasts. These are podcasts that your family will love. There are podcasts for kids, Teens and parents. All right, let's get to this week's episode. The next part of this I want to talk to you about is the difference between unschooling and deschooling. If you're new to homeschooling, you may have also heard the word unschooling. Some parents wonder about the differences between the words unschooling and deschooling. Let me take a moment to help you understand the differences between these words unschooling is about approaching education with a vastly different mindset than is prevalent in a school environment. Deschooling, on the other hand, is about breaking free from the mindset that children develop when they go to school. And you'll hear me talk about the school mindset. That's what I'm talking about. The mindset you develop when you're in school. So in the conventional school system, children are taught to wait for a classroom teacher to tell them what to learn and when to learn it. At school, children learn to ignore their own curiosity and follow a path of education that was created for the masses rather than following their natural curiosity. The idea of unschooling is that children are given the free time to learn in a more natural way. While a parent provides general direction, unschooled children follow a natural learning path. They are frequently allowed to make their own choices and learn in their own way. And again, in the article that goes with this episode, you will find a link to a separate article all about unschooling with multiple resources that you can take a look at. Now, I thought I'd talk to you why you might want to de-school when you start to homeschool. In a traditional school setting, children wait to be told what to learn, how to learn, when to learn, and from whom they should learn. In addition, they're also told how much time they have to learn. Finally, children have to get permission to do the most basic things like drinking water, using the restroom, and speaking. Frequently, the child's innate desire to learn and care for themselves is dampened in this system of traditional education. Deschooling is one way to help your child begin to free themselves from the mindset that is developed in school. If your children have been in school and are transitioning to homeschooling, then an important step to consider is de-schooling. So there is definitely a period of adjustment that happens when you take your children out of a formal learning environment and you begin your homeschooling journey. During this adjustment period, you will want to take time to set up your environment. While, I'm not suggesting that you follow a school at home model, you'll want to make sure that your home is an inviting place to learn in. You might need to help your child clean their room and create space for projects and activities that they might want to do. And this can also be a time for you and your child to visit about, learn about, dream about, and make plans for your new homeschool lifestyle. Another reason that you might want to de-school is if you and your child have been struggling over school or curriculum. If you or your child has been bored or frustrated over school or even homeschooling, if you're using a school at home model, then it might be time for a decompression period. By taking the time to de-school, you and your child can begin to envision a new way of learning as you embark on your homeschool journey. Okay, so now I want to talk to you about de-schooling yourself. I think parents need to de-school too. While we tend to focus on our kids, most parents need to go through a de-schooling process as well. As parents, most of us attended public school. If schools are good at doing one thing well, they teach us that to get an education, we need to go to school. As a result, before the pandemic, most parents had been so well-conditioned That they didn't even question whether their children would go to school. It's simply what we do when our kids turn five years old. We send them to school. So exploring homeschooling is one of the first steps to de-schooling yourself. When you've grown up in the public school system, it is incredibly difficult to break away from this school mindset mindset. Believe me, I know I have experienced it myself and I still struggle with it to this day. And I have been homeschooling my children for over a decade. If you are reading articles on the Homeschool Think Tank website or anywhere else about homeschooling or books or you're listening to this podcast, quite frankly, you are already in the process of de-schooling yourself. Wrapping your mind around the world of homeschooling, deschooling, or even unschooling requires a major paradigm shift. Shifting the way you think about school, education, learning, and even homeschooling is difficult. While much of the world thinks that they have homeschooled during the COVID pandemic, the truth is that doing public school at home is not the same as homeschooling. The differences between doing school at home and truth homeschooling are tremendous and I've recorded a completely separate podcast episode about this in the past and wrote an article about it and the link is in the article that goes with this episode. So if you are considering homeschooling or even unschooling your children, the transition that has to take place in your mind is tremendous. If you need to talk this over, all you need to do is go to the Homeschool Think Tank website and you have two options. One is you can book a call with me. I reserve a limited number of slots each week where I can visit with people who listen to the podcast or follow us on social media or read our blog posts on our website. You can also join our homeschooling community and ask questions in there as well. Now, the next question people might ask, a parent might ask, is how long should we de-school? Okay, so if you were planning to homeschool, and let's say you ended the school calendar year, your children finished school there, and then you're transitioning into homeschooling after the summer break, you've been de-schooling, your kids have decompressed, they've, they've done that it's time to move forward and sort of decide how you're going to homeschool, what you want your homeschooling family to look like. Now, if you're starting to homeschool at another time of the year and your kids have been in school for a month or two or more, you might need a little bit of de-schooling time. And it's really just a decompression period and A break really and a chance for you all to step back and think about what you want education to look like for your family. It's sort of like when you go on vacation and you can get perspective on your life and honestly if you can go on vacation and get perspective because it just changes the way you think about something when you're in the midst of homeschooling even or You're in the midst of going to school, you're just doing the thing day after day, and it's hard to have perspective. But if you can step back, decompress, relax, you start seeing things a little bit more clearly. That's the bottom line. So I think the important thing about that deschooling schooling period is to get a better understanding of your child's interest, their natural learning process. It's also important to get an understanding for how you want your homeschool family to look, to sort of have a vision for where you want to go, and the key things you want your children to learn, learn instead of getting down into the nitty-gritty of everything, like what are the your big core values as a family. What are the big things, you know, in five years from now, you, you want your kids to know. It's so easy to get down in the minutia of things, but take that big picture and let that guide you toward how you're going to homeschool your children. Now, I think one of the many benefits of homeschooling is that you have the opportunity to help your child develop a natural love of learning. Homeschooling gives you the opportunity to offer your child the ultimate individualized education plan. I think you should take advantage of it. Okay, we're going to wrap this up here with a couple more things. How to deschool your children. If you're considering giving your child the space to deschool, you might be feeling a little anxiety about this. Taking a break is It's like counterintuitive to everything we think we're supposed to do. So here are some steps to help you get started. I have an article called How to Homeschool on the Homeschool Think Tank website. You can search it in the search bar. You can also just go to this link. It is in the link. You will want to learn about your state's or your country's homeschool laws and know what they are. Here is my suggestion. If you are able to do this within the law where you live. To meet those state homeschool requirements, focus on concept-based learning rather than curriculum-based education while you're de-schooling. So if, I always give this example, I'll give it again. If your kids are working on addition, play TenZ, play Yahtzee, play Monopoly, play whatever game where they can work on those skills, but you're still having fun, and it's a little bit more of a decompression type thing. If your kids need to study life sciences, maybe go to a zoo, go to museums, go watch documentaries on Netflix and learn things about that. Go to the library, just get books and read books together. Reading books is always great so that's my next suggestion. My following one is get your child involved in their own education. The older your children are, the more they need to be involved in my opinion. So your role as a parent during this time is to be their guide and help provide opportunities for them to learn, but not necessarily to micromanage every little thing. Next, make plans with your child. And I think some of these plans need to include downtime and the freedom to be bored. Because when you have the opportunity to get bored, you start thinking of new things to do, things that you want to learn about and exploring new things. Clearly, you don't want your kids to get bored and be getting into trouble. So you're always trying to have educational opportunities at hand for them, right? and then start exploring educational opportunities with your child so that you can start getting a gauge on what homeschooling is going to look like for your family and lastly have fun this should be a fun time a relaxing time you're doing this to decompress and to start opening your mind to new ways of learning all right here are some ideas to get learning during this de-schooling time. Go to children's museums. Seek out other new museums. Visit the library. Go to the recreation center. Join a local homeschooling group. Really, that is very important. Seek out some youth programs that your child might want to be involved in. If you go to church, join their activities. Watch documentaries. Find educational YouTube channels and videos. Go to nature center programs. Take some classes locally. Take some classes online. Learn with family and friends. And travel. You know, if you're comfortable traveling right now or you're able to travel. Because, like I said, you get a lot of perspective when you travel. So remember, when you check the link that goes with this article, you will also find other books and articles about de-schooling and unschooling. You can book a call and you can join our community Until next week, you have a great week. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast. Depending on where you're listening, look for a follow button or a plus button or a subscribe button. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, would you mind leaving a review or a thumbs up? Next, if you think another family or group would find this episode helpful, would you mind sharing this episode? Finally, be sure to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. You'll also be able to use our advanced podcast search engine to quickly bring you right to the moment you are looking for in this episode when you go to the homeschool think tank website you'll also want to check out our collection of educational podcasts that your family will love we have suggested podcasts for kids teenagers and parents And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye.